This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here, and I'm excited to bring you another episode of the Worth Recovery podcast. Um, I'm a sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012, and uh, and I am really uh, f- a little fired up today. So, so yeah, hopefully this will all go super well. So I was in Barnes and Noble yesterday and uh, getting a book that I couldn't wait two days for Amazon to ship it to me, right? I needed it today. So I actually had to go to a bookstore and I haven't done that for a long time. But while I was there, I was just uh, flipping through some like greeting cards because I was also looking at journals and, you know, the whole greeting card journal thing is all together at Barnes and Noble. So I was over there and I was flipping through some greeting cards and uh, there was this one that was just really beautiful. Like the front of it was just really beautiful. It was these shades of green and, and it just draw, drew my eye, drew my eye. So I picked it up and I loved it. It said on the front, it said, no one's grass is greener. And then on the inside, it said, love you. And I thought, isn't that great, right? That, uh, such a great greeting card. Cause a lot of times we talk about, you know, looking, um, looking at other people's lives and saying like, you know, that whole symptom of the grass is greener in someone else's yard. And um, I've seen that quote floating around all over the place that says, you know, if someone else's yard looks greener, then it's time to start watering your own or something like that. And, uh, but I loved this, this greeting card, just this idea that of two people, you know, sharing this life together and saying, no one's grass is greener than ours. And it started this thought process for me. Uh, The original title I was going to use for this podcast was The Difference Between You and Me. Uh, The reason I was going to use that was because I've gotten so many emails recently and so many requests and so many people have said things to me like, I wish I had what you had. I wish I had the therapist that you had. I wish I had the support circle that you had. I wish I had you know, these women's retreats that I could go to. I wish, I wish, I want, I want all these things about what they want from me, Um, that they want aspects, not from me, but they want aspects of my life that, that I have and they want them and they wish that they had, whether it's the connections I'm able to make, the insights I have, the knowledge that I have about recovery, or whether it's my therapist and, and the information that I share with you about that, whether it's my support circle, or I was, yeah, I got my words mixed up there. My support circle, whatever it is, you can tell I'm a little fired up because I'm stumbling over my words. These people have come to me and said, I want what you have. And so I was going to talk about the difference between you and me. And then as I kind of started thinking about it and I saw this greeting card yesterday, um, really, this isn't about you and me at all. That's not what this is about. Because comparison, comparing your life to my life, that is the enemy of connection. Comparison is the enemy of connection. The minute I start comparing us I stop connecting with you. 
And that's true anywhere. The minute I start comparing myself, I stop connecting. And I really, really want this to be more about connection and not about comparison. So that's why I say it's not about you and me. That's not what this is about. This is about you and the next version of yourself. You see something in my life that you want and you have. So it's not about me. It's just about what you want and what you need in your life. And those things that you think would make your life easier or you want something different and better in your own life and you see and hear something that I talk about or you know me and something resonates with you that that's what you want for your life. So today is not about you and me. Today is about you and the next version of yourself, the next level that you want your life to be at. And so today I want to tell you the secret of how I got where I'm at. And there's not, it's not massive. It's not life shattering or anything like that, but it's a lesson that I learned from my mom throughout her life and throughout our relationship. Um, it started when I was young. Uh, I, my mom is an amazing pianist. Uh, she was amazing. She was playing concerts and things like that from the time she was really young, 10, 11, 12. Um, and they considered her like a concert pianist. She had a beautiful ability to make the piano just sing. Oh, it was so, I loved to hear her play. And she taught me, she taught all of us as children to play the piano. Um, but I was the one that really loved it. I loved playing the piano. And though she started me when I was really little, I was the only one that continued lessons um, into my teenage years and even beyond. And I still, to this day, love to play the piano. I just was rocking out this morning a little bit. Um, And so one of the things that she told me when I was younger and I was taking lessons, she taught me at first. um, And then when I was a teenager, I moved over and started taking some lessons from other people. Um, But one of the things that she taught me, uh, she said, everybody plays the piano at at the level that they're willing to pay the price for. She said, your piano skills are at the level you're willing to pay the price for. Now, this was a period of time when I wasn't really practicing. I wasn't super diligent. And then I came to her and was complaining because I couldn't play this one song. And I needed her to help me figure it out. And and I remember her telling me, like, uh, your skill set and your level is the level that you're willing to pay the price for. And we had this discussion about, like, practicing and why that's important and the like diligence that we have to put into practicing if we want to be a pianist that has a certain skill set or a certain skill level. Um, She continued to teach me this lesson when I got into college. High school, I kind of blew through high school. I didn't really like it, but it wasn't challenging mentally. I didn't really have to work hard to learn what was being presented. And it was very easy. But when I got into college, uh, there were some things that were really difficult for me to learn. And it was really difficult for me to kind of put these pieces together and and really figure it out. And I remember having a discussion with my mom and, and her saying, well, when you were in high school, you didn't really have to develop study skills because it was so easy for you. And now that you're in college... 
things are going to have to change. You're going to have to develop a set of study skills. You're not going to be able to just fly by or wing it like you did when you were in high school. Um, and so she talked about study skills and the importance of knowledge and learning. And she told me, Amy, we all have the knowledge we're willing to pay the price for. We all have the grades we're willing to pay the price for. I got my first like low grades in college. <laughs> and I remember her telling me like, you have the grades you're willing to pay the price for. And so talking to me about study skills and the different things that I needed to do in order to learn better in a way that would help me to pass my classes. And then fast forward a few more years and I was struggling with a, a spiritual issue that had come up in my life. I was just struggling with really understanding my higher power and understanding how my relationship there and how things were supposed to work. And I felt like I had gotten kind of some uh, spiritual confirmation or knowledge about something. And yet it was being contradicted and I just was really struggling and not trying and trying to figure out what that relationship was to my higher power. And my mom told me, Amy, we all have the spirituality we're willing to pay the price for. And she expanded and told me that price is paid. You know, your relationship with your higher power is a relationship. That price is paid in time. Uh, that price is paid in listening. That price is paid in meditation. And she explained that we all have the relationship and the spirituality that we're willing to pay the price for. And in my life, I would say we are all at the level that we're willing to pay the price for. We all have what we're willing to pay the price for. We all have the recovery that we're willing to pay the price for. We have the relationships that we're willing to pay the price for. We have the relationship with our higher power. We have the spirituality, the intelligence, the knowledge, the insight. We all have the skills that we're willing to pay the price for. And that is where I got to where I'm at in recovery. I have the recovery that I am willing to pay the price for. And that price comes in a variety of different ways. And before we jump into that, though, um, you know, when we say we all have what we're willing to pay the price for, that works in both directions. Um, not too long ago, I had a woman uh, just kind of sitting and complaining about all these different things in her life and this recovery. She's in recovery from sex addiction and all these different things going on and all the struggles that she has and everything. And as she got done, she just said to me, like, I, I so wish I had what you had. I just, I'm just not, I just don't want to do hard things. I'm just not willing to do hard things. I don't want to do hard things. And I kind of shook my head and I thought about it. And I was talking to another woman just kind of about this idea of doing hard things. And Shannon, and she related to me, she said, you know, the, the sad thing about that is this woman is doing hard things. Being, acting out an addiction, living an active addiction is so hard. Uh, the unmanageability that comes with that, the chaos, the heartbreak, it is so hard. Living in a dysfunctional relationship or a dysfunctional family is so difficult. Living in a relationship or a family that has addiction, maybe you aren't the addict, but there's other addiction in the family. That is hard. That is so hard. Living, you, you might be doing hard things right now and you're willing to pay that price. You're willing to pay the price for the things that you have in your life. 
And again, going back to this concept of we're all willing to pay the price for what we have, what we want, the level of recovery we want, um, the level of relationships that we want. We are all paying a price already for what we have. And sometimes that price we don't know because we've been living it or paying it for so long that it doesn't really register that there's a cost or that there's a price that we're paying for what we have in our lives. That price can be different for everything. It can be money, right? Sometimes there's money involved, but most often that price is paid in a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of some sort, whether that's time, whether that's emotion, whether that's relationships, whether that's a job or work, whether that's a behavior, whether that's a certain guilty pleasure or pleasure that you have, whether sometimes that price is paid in safety, sometimes that price is paid in security. There is a price for the things that we want in life and we have to be willing to pay that price. Any of us who have been in addiction or partners of addicts have paid that price to be in that addiction. Um, for me, that price has been hefty for so many different reasons. Uh, the, some of the prices I have paid for living in addiction. So I, so I really began this kind of uh, active addiction portion of my life when I was 19. There were some things that happened when I was younger, but I don't know that I would consider them addictive. Um, it was it was around 19 that I really became compulsive and really started to kind of live in this fantasy addictive world nearly all of the time. And that continued on and off, some periods more intense than others, but definitely continued through around, I don't know, I would say like age 36-ish. Um, my my sobriety date's in 2012, so I was, I was 36. So basically, I lived in active addiction for 17 years. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time to be living in active addiction. And I have paid that price um, in so many different ways. So some of the ways that I paid the price of living in active addiction, um, I failed out of college one year. I think I've shared that with you. But um, when I was in college, I, I got really good grades, you know, the first couple of years. And then I struggled. And then I started to compulsively masturbate and live in fantasy. And I could not get myself out of bed. Um, I couldn't leave my room. And so I quit going to class. I started failing my classes. I didn't show up for finals. I got put on academic probation. Um, I then, like, the next semester tried to, you know, get better and fix it. I got better a little bit. But then again, my grades weren't weren't great enough to get me back uh, out of into good standing. And so after two quarters, we were on the quarters, two quarters of uh, unsuccessful attempts at school, I got basically kicked out. I had to go to another school and complete a year if I wanted to come back and finish. Um, that was one of the prices that I paid to live in addiction. You would think that that would, you know, <laughs> hopefully kick someone into reality, but it wasn't. It wasn't good enough for me. It, it wasn't strong enough to kind of kick me out of that. That's a price I paid. Um, I would say I've also paid the price in not having my own children. Um, that was never an opportunity for me. And now, maybe never an opportunity for me. Um, I I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have a big family. I wanted to be in relationships. Um, those are all prices that I paid. I would say that there's several friendships that 
uh, suffered the price of my addiction, family issues that suffered, all these things that I I paid a price to live in addiction. Um, I lost some jobs. Uh, There were just a variety of things where I paid a price to live in addiction. And yet, because I was in the middle of that, I didn't really understand the price I was paying. I was sitting more in the victim seat, in the drama triangle, and not really looking at that as a price that I was paying or a sacrifice that I was making to live in addiction. But yet, that that's the reality of it. I was making a sacrifice to live in addiction. When I came into recovery and started to kind of wake up to a lot of that, I realized that there was a lot of a lot of prices that I was paying. My own emotional health, my own physical health um, was suffering because of this addictive lifestyle that I was living. Um, anybody that's been in addiction, lived with family members in addiction, know that there is a price that people pay to live in addiction. And we say we don't want to do it again. Yet the question I have really is, are you willing to pay the price of recovery? We paid the price of addiction. Are you willing to pay the price of recovery? Because recovery is demanding. It requires everything from us. And as we go layer deeper and then layer and then another layer deeper, as we go deeper into these layers of recovery, sometimes we feel stuck. We feel like we stall out. We don't necessarily make the progress we want. We might get sober. We're willing to pay the price to be sober. And yet maybe we're not willing to pay the price to have a good relationship with our partner or spouse. Maybe we're not willing to pay the price to have better relationships with our children. Maybe we're not willing to pay the price to be successful in our careers. Um, Because a lot of that dysfunction that we developed in family of origin that caused addiction also maybe causes us to be under earners or it causes us to be underachievers or maybe it causes us to be overachievers. And so we're sacrificing personal sanity or life because we're working so much. These things, these deeper layers of recovery, they require a, a sacrifice on our part. I see a lot of people in recovery and I look at them and I say, wow, you know, you've been sober for 10 years and that is amazing. And yet I want nothing to do with your life. I don't, I don't want your life. I don't want the relationships that you have. It doesn't look like something that, that I want. And that's because a lot of us are willing to pay a certain level or a certain price, but we're not willing to go to the next level. I have felt that way recently. Um, uh, The last, I don't know, three months probably, I've been slamming into this wall of this next level over and over and over again. And I want to get there and I can see that there's a next level for me in recovery and in in all areas of my life. And yet, I really haven't been willing to pay that price. Part of it was I didn't really know what that price was. Um, I just kept slamming into that wall. And each time I did, I learned a little bit more and I learned a little bit more. And I was reminded, and I just have been reminded recently, like what is that next level and what sacrifice does it take to get there? I think that's the piece that was missing for me as I slammed into this wall over and over again. I kept learning things, but I wasn't really asking myself, what sacrifice does that level of recovery take? 
what's required of me from that level. And in the quiet, reflective moments that I've had, I have learned what it is. And I've had to go to work to make it happen. Sometimes it requires patience. Sometimes it requires love. All the time it requires a lot of love for ourselves, a lot of love for those around us. Um, It requires help from other people. It requires a sacrifice. Sometimes that sacrifice is time. Like we said before, sometimes it's behaviors. Sometimes it's pleasure. Sometimes it's things that we think we like to do. Sometimes that sacrifice is a relationship. We have to give up a relationship or let go of a relationship. Sometimes that sacrifice is safety or security or what we think was safety and security. Sometimes that sacrifice feels bloody and it feels like a battle. Sometimes it rocks me to my very core as I battle with faulty core beliefs and try to kind of rearrange my understanding of myself, of my family, of those around me, of my higher power. It requires a sacrifice somewhere on my part. And the trick is to lean into that sacrifice and to look at it for what it is and to be willing to pay the price for that next level. Because every single time I grow, every single time I become better and I move one step closer to who I want to be, my recovery and my life moves another level up. It's amazing. It's so amazing. So my challenge to you today, this isn't about you and me. This isn't about a comparison between what I have or what I don't have, what you have, what you don't have. That's not what this is about. This is about you and the next level, the next version of you, where you want to be. And in order to get there, it's going to require a sacrifice on your part. It's going, it always does. To move to the next level requires a sacrifice. If I want to level up, whether that's in my video game, right? (laughs) Or whether that's in my piano skills, whether that's in my intelligence, whether that's in my spirituality, whether that's in my recovery, whatever it is. If I want to level, level up, it requires a sacrifice. It requires a rearrangement of priorities. We all have the recovery we're willing to pay the price for. So my challenge for you today is to, first of all, recognize in yourself Am I feeling that desire, that need to level up? If you're looking around at other people and you're saying, I want this, I want that, I wish I had that, I wish I had that, then you're feeling that urge inside that says there's another level. There's something else out there. There's another level. You might not know what that looks like yet, but I think just being honest with ourselves and recognizing I want another level. I'm 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 okay where I'm at, but I want and and I want another level. And then to look at your life and say, what is that level I want? You might not know yet, and that's okay. But look around and start asking yourself that. What is it that I want? What does that next level need to be? Maybe it needs to be relationships. Maybe it needs to be better relationships with your partner, your spouse, your children, your family, friends, whatever it is. Maybe it's relationship oriented. Maybe it's recovery oriented. Maybe it's a personal level. I want to feel more emotionally grounded. I need to be able to learn to emotionally regulate myself better. 
There's a variety of things that it could be if it's personal. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's I need to control my food more. I need to be better physically and exercise more and become stronger. Whatever it is, look around and identify this is my next level. And then ask yourself, what is the sacrifice that I need to make to get there? For me recently, this sacrifice has required a a whole lot of different things. (laughs) It's required me to really examine some faulty core beliefs that have been driving my life. I thought a little bit more subtly, but not so much subtly recently, but really been driving my life recently. And I've had to really dig deep and look at those and decide, am I going to continue to let those be the driver or am I going to challenge them and change these beliefs that I have? It's also required me to live with a little bit of the unknown, not be able to control things as much. And that's difficult for me to live in that gray area where I can't predict and I can't see the ending and I I don't always know how things are going to work out. It's also required me to live with a little bit of more insecurity as I make some sacrifices of of work and things that I'm doing to devote more time to other areas that I feel is is what's calling to me right now. And so it requires a lot of different things at different levels. And we all have to be willing to examine that and look at it and say, what is the price we're willing to pay? Because living in addiction is hard. Living in dysfunctional relationships is hard. Living in a job that is abusive is hard, right? You're paying a price right now for these difficult things that maybe you don't want in your life. Let's start looking at that as a price that we're paying and start looking at what that next level is and what the price that's required to get there. I know that you can do that. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. (laughs) I so know it's hard. And I know sometimes it's a price we don't want to pay. It's a price that we're not, sometimes we're just not willing to pay. And that's, that's your choice too. And that's okay if that's where you're at right now. Identifying it, looking at it and saying, I'm not willing to pay that price right now is okay. Maybe you have other priorities that need to take, that need to take more of your time and your effort and your focus. And in all of that, I also know we have the life, we have the recovery that we're willing to pay the price for. So I, I challenge you today to look at your life a little bit differently and look at the price that you're paying for what you have and look at that next level that you want and maybe look at one thing. What's one sacrifice that you can make to make it to that next level? What's that one thing you're willing to sacrifice and pay that price in order to move up to that next level, even if it's just a little tiny thing? Look at your life today and say, what can I sacrifice? What can I change in order to be closer to the life that I want to live? As you do that, as you become willing to do that, I know that you'll start to see your life shift. And I know that you'll start to get that bigger, higher level of recovery that you want in your life. Because I know that you are 100% worth recovery. 100%. Wherever you're at in your life, whether you're on the bottom rung, just getting started, whether you're still in active addiction, whether you're 3, 5, 10, 15, 20 years sober, and yet you're still seeing that next level in your life that you want to get to, you can do it. You're 100% worth that next level of recovery, whatever that looks like for you. If you don't believe me, 
If you don't believe that about you, trust me because I believe it. I 100% believe it. And I know that you can get there. So work on it. Look at that next level. Make it happen. I want you to know that I think about you. I pray for you and I love you. I hope you have a fantastic day today. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.